All right, everybody, you are in for a treat. I have my friend Anna Grace. Her name is not Anna. It's Anna Grace. Let's go. <laughs> AG up in the place. Oh, woo, 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 woo. Ryan for you. Let's go. I like it. He's free flowing already. Let's go. I'm so excited to be here. I can tell in your face and your energy like you really are. And like, I just appreciate you so much for all the things. And we're definitely going to jump into it. But for people who don't um, have any clue who you are, who you be, how would you explain you just went to the beach, you did a cold plunge. And if you're meeting someone new, how would you introduce yourself? I know. I just hopped on the mic. I'm like fresh out of a cold plunge, yeah. <laughs> hair still wet. I am, you know, I always like to tell people I'm a bit of a dabbler. I wear a lot of hats. I do a lot of things. I can pretty quickly uh, give you guys my evolution. And and it's really, um, I've kind of taken a lot of parts of me and woven into this beautiful blanket as to what I do today. So I was originally a fashion wardrobe stylist. So love fashion, super eclectic, I do um, kind of like energetic styling, like how our clothes can create an energetic field with our bodies. And um, that got me into reality TV and styling for celebrities in Nashville. And I, I built a following and then I went solo and just started doing content creation for brand styling. And then I had this crazy life altering experience, near death experience, if you will, and completely pivoted the direction of my life in every single way, but in the best way possible. And I, you know, a spiritual awakening is an understatement of what I experienced. I think I like, was like, poop, 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 punched in the face, smacked around and then sent back. I'm like, okay. So, um, really, you know, got into a lot of spiritual concepts and honestly, just realizing there's a bigger picture to why we're here. You know, I think I got caught up in that smaller perspective. So, um, yeah, so I've always really been into spirituality and the law of attraction and obviously overcoming limiting beliefs and the neuroscience. And I'm totally a science nerd too. So I, I love, I love a little bit of it all and, um, was relocated unexpectedly to Florida, which is where I am now and completely lost my beautiful community that I had in Nashville. Obviously I still have them, but not like physically with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. So I started AG university all about the, the foundation of the podcast is reconnecting with our intuition and our knowing. So no matter what, if you're spiritual, religious, whatever, it doesn't matter. Come one, come all, because we all have intuitive guidance. However, that shows up for you. We all have that planted inside of us. I truly believe that. And yeah, I started this podcast selfishly because I was lonely. I moved to a new city. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know I, literally no one here um, except for my partner and his son. And so I was like, well, podcasting would be fun because I could interview people. And I wanted to learn from more people in this space who share the same interests as me. Not that my friends maybe didn't, but I think I had such a life pivot <laughs> that I was looking for more people that felt the same way I did about some of these bigger life perspectives and, and really just the depth, the juicy goodness. So mm. yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I'm, I can't wait to just dive in. <laughs> just, just another plunge. If you, <laughs> if you will. So yes. it's like, so I think, well, I know like one thing that really sets you apart is you make it so accessible because I think for a long time, right. Is spirituality, everything looked a certain way. And you and among other people are making it just like, it literally is just you. Like you are a spiritual being no matter who you are. 
So it doesn't matter what your interests are, what you look like, how you express yourself, like you already are that. And that's honestly the most spiritual you could be is just being you. Yes. I I mean, honestly, I feel the, the further you get into your spiritual journey or whatever journey you're even on, just learning about life, you realize that it's, it's all about rediscovering your relationship with self. Yep. You know, you can, you can go to the Himalayas and hike to the top of the mountain and see these great spiritual teachers. And you realize everyone's telling you like, Hey, all the answers are inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you start realizing that's the message and you're like, wow. Okay. So I feel like I've, I've been more in my human, you know, experience than ever. And and that is honoring the spiritual side, you know, more than, yes. than anything. I love that so much. And I definitely resonate with that. Like I've honestly felt more human than I ever have. Yes. Yes. Same. Right. And I, I, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like, I'm literally like every little mundane task. I'm like, this is awesome. I was walking on the beach today. I'm like, I'm barefoot on the sand right now. Like what an awesome experience, sensory experience. This water is so cold. Like I've gotten so into just like literally being in the body, just like feeling mm. in the body. Cause so many years of my life, I feel like, you know, you're doing things. I was drinking alcohol, doing drugs, partying and entertainment to escape the body, you know, or numbing or whatever. And now I'm like, I literally want to feel in my body. Like it feels so good to be in my body and just like be in the present, not worry about the future, not worry about the past, just enjoy right now. And that's, that's how I feel. It feels good being human. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Like, I literally feel that from you. Like you're just, yeah, I just, Ooh, that feels so good. And it's like, um, so with like, and cause I had a feeling when you said, right, like being so in your body, like there's definitely a lot of us that try to escape it because mm-hmm. feelings and discomfort and pain and, and all those fun things that come along with it. And I'm curious how this relates to first, just small question. How long ago was that spiritual awakening, the near death experience? It was in between my 25 to 26 range and I am 29. I'll be 30 in July. So I would say four-ish years. So four-ish years. And then was there a point where, because you're an Akashic reader as well, Mm -hmm. that you felt like you were, because I feel like people who are very gifted in this aspect also tend to be airy and like, not that that's bad, right? Or like out of the body and mm-hmm. like more in the angelic realms or dimensions. Yes. Do you go through part of that too as a way to even, it's a tempting way, interesting, even shadow aspect of us that it feels good to be out of the body in that way. Yes. And that has been my recent practice. That's why I'm like, oh, it feels so good to be in the body because you know, I have this spiritual awakening. I have this crazy experience. I see angels coming from someone too, who I want everyone to know here. I was a, the biggest skeptic slash hater. Like if someone had told me like, oh, you're going to do readings for people. I'm like, absolutely freaking lutely not like no way, Jose. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when, what time in my childhood that programming was around me because my parents aren't, my parents are just very kind of neutral. They're not super one way or the other. So I'm not really sure where I picked. I did go to a strict religious school. So some somewhere along the way, I must have whatever. But so it was very foreign to me, like incredibly foreign. I was so far the other direction, just as 
asleep spiritually as you could possibly be when this experience happened to me. And, um, you know, medically I had a heart attack (laughs) for anyone that's curious. Um, I don't know. I think it was a miracle. I think it's a miracle that I'm alive. So I think that I have a total new zest for being alive, but I was heavily overprescribed medication that I should not have been taking. Mm. And, um, you know, stuff for like Adderall and Vyvanse and ADD and all these things. I actually think it was because like, oh, she's such a daydreamer. She's so whatever. I think I was like a really spiritually in tune little kid. I think I was like kind of, you know, out here and they're like, oh, something's wrong with her. Let's give her medication, which maybe some people do need medication. I just don't think I ever really did. And then obviously, you know, I ended up having a heart attack. So it didn't work out for me. So, (laughs) you know, always consult a doctor. (laughs) Or but, not, because they actually might be the ones who yeah, use yeah, your con- intuition, connect yes, your intuition. Yes, connect your intuition. And that's what I'm kind of guiding people on. Like, if, if it's not resonating with you, let's explore what some other options just look like. So anyways, I kind of see that I am here to teach this type of energy modality in this light near-death experience. I exit the body. I have this like crazy textbook near-death experience. But see, for me, I never even heard of that. So I'm like, I'm... I've lost my mind. You know, first you go through the phase where you're like, am I crazy? But I knew it was so real. It was like so euphoric and so beautiful. And I wasn't scared. And I was like, oh my gosh, to the point where I'm like, I don't want to go back like to earth. Goodbye. See ya. No, thanks. I remember being like, it's so heavy. It's so hard. It's so Mm -hmm. slow. And like, like, I don't want to be her. It's freaking hard being her. I remember being like, it's hard being her. And, And that was the punch in my face is that Bitch, no one put you in the situation except for you. You have gotten, like, you can blame the doctor. You can blame all the people, whatever, whatever. But there was a point where I knew I was not healthy. I was not alignment. I was, you know, and I was ignoring all the signs and, you know, universe <laughs> whispers until it shouts, until it punches you in the nose. Till it kills you. Till it literally kills yeah. you. I always joke with people. I'm like, you better watch out if you're walking around challenge in the universe because that's what I was doing I was like I don't believe in that stuff me 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 oh really you don't okay we're gonna pluck you out of your body and see if you believe now I was like I'm a believer I believe I believe believe. so but then you know I I went down where so I'm I'm kind of getting into it. It, it. I would say there was like a that whole year after that where I was like completely like redefining redecide redesigning my life, also redeciding, but redesigning my life. And I learned about the Akashic records and and doing readings and all of this stuff. I got like one reading done and I was just like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I was like, can I open the Akashic records? And and the girl was like, yeah. And it's also very random that I landed there because it's super niched content. Not a lot of people today know about it, but it's like, is ancient of a practice as they come. It's just one of those that kind of got lost in the civilization and society that we're in today, but it's, 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 it's making a comeback. And that was pretty much one of the main reasons that I came back, that I didn't die to teach that. So that was a big, you know, acceptance or a mission. Did you you know that? Did you receive that information to do Akashic records? Yes, but I didn't really know what it was in the near death experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I was sucked out. I saw two angels truly. And I knew they're angels. The communication was, I tell people, I'm like, it was telepathic. It was just like, I downloaded all this information into me and I came back and was like, okay. Like I was going to write, I was here to write a book. That was, there was like three things that I like 
have to do. They're important and like the world needs to hear it. And, and I was just they're like, telling you. Yes. And when I was in the midst of the heart attack, sucked out of the body, hovering <laughs> over the body, <laughs> they're like, hey, you got to wake the fuck up. And they didn't say it like that. But literally, also, am I allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was so... I always felt I had a big purpose. I really did. And it wasn't like I was a terrible person. I just didn't have any type of spiritual vocabulary experience, anything. I just didn't really understand the bigger picture. And so when I was receiving all this information, like I'm going to write this book and and teach people modernizing the Akashic records. Mm. Well, I had no idea. I never even heard of that. I'm like, okay. And that I would have a child that would do something important. So yeah so i'm like okay i'm like it's not like single at the time i'm like i'm getting birth to, to a baby i've got <laughs> i've got to try to book shit to do <laughs> yeah all of a sudden i'm like i'm busy and i was completely in a different yeah. career path lifestyle everything i was like so where was i even going with this i was answering one of your questions it's a layer no, I mean, yeah, keep going this is where we're, we're supposed to go okay so i get all this information Obviously, I've literally had my entire life and just switched upside down. Then one, there was like phases. And and I think that's how it is for anyone that has a near-death experience. You're so enamored by this. It's so magical. And I didn't want to even really tell anyone because there's nothing worse than having such a beautiful life-altering exchange. Oh, I want to say too, this is the other thing that I always like to tell people. Two things. One, we never, ever, ever die alone. No one, no one, not one person. I don't care what you believe. You will not die alone on this planet. There is always an angel or a loved one or someone there because so many people have written me saying they lost someone during COVID or quarantine. They were away from a loved one. I'm like, I promise you they were held. They were not alone because that was the information that I was shown. It was like, oh, because a lot of people actually that do have a literally a fear of being alone, which equates to dying alone. Which, so I love how you just brought that up. Yeah, that's what, that's a big one. And then also I was shown this energetic grid of our entire planet. And they were showing me, these beings were showing me like, this is the grid and y'all are all connected through this energy field. And it was it's like if there was a tree and we were all leaves on the same tree, right? We're all connected, but we're different leaves. We're individual, but we're all connected. So if if one leaf is hating so immensely another leaf, you're actually, we're all making ourselves sick here. It's, it's literally like if you're poisoning your, like someone else's well, or you have all this resentment and anger and all this stuff, you're poisoning your own well too, because we're all connected to the same field. Like I really understood how, all of the, you know, biblical things I'd always heard, like treat yourself like thy neighbor and brother and sister, you know, all these things. It's like, yeah, because we are all of the same energetic grid, this energetic matter. And I saw it on such a like visceral level. I was like, oh, wow. That, that, that for, that completely took away any question I had of religion, spirituality, whatever. Now I have an understanding of like the the base, like I could have a conversation with anyone in any culture. You know what I mean? Because I just I know what we're all trying to describe is that whether you call it God or universe, whatever it, it's it's that connection 
that I saw and that forever changed. It just changed everything for me. Like every interaction I will ever have with anyone. I'm like, we are so much more connected than people realize. Dang, that's so cool. I mean, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause like, that's exactly what I wanted to know and all the things. And so you essentially, so you said for a year you were almost like rightfully so, right? You have to like recalibrate. Mm -hmm. And so were you just still doing the stylist thing at what point? Like, and what were you feeling? Were you just like, okay, I had this experience. I'm not going to tell anyone. And then who, who, and when did you tell someone? So I kind of slowly started telling people I, but I really didn't initially tell my family because I was, I was so worried. My parents were were going to be so worried about me from a health perspective, you you know, and I knew I was going to be okay because like I had gotten all this information, but I knew that like all the medication that I was on needed to stop. It was like, it was like, I downloaded all the information and I kind of just like knew what to do. Like as soon as I got home, I was like, okay, I was flying out on a flight to LA. It was when this happened, I was on people know you actually gotten in the accident. Or do you just didn't tell them about the awakening and the experience you had? I, well, yes, they, they knew, but I like really downplayed it. I was like, I had this really bad pass out unconscious. I was on an airplane with traveling with like a, an acquaintance. It was like the wor- worst place to be. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. And, and there is something too, that's just so interesting about the airplane to me because I still, even when I feel like I'm on an airplane now, I always get a lot of like spiritual information and I'm always receiving it because they're like, yeah, you're away from like 5g and a lot of the noise that's mm-hmm. down below. So there's like something about airplanes. Like we're maybe just out of certain field of, I don't know. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something about airplanes too. Um, but I, um, let me think about this. Okay. So I'm on an airplane. I I tell my family, like something has happened to me medically, but how it happened was I woke up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in full body sweats. Like my lips are sweating. My shins are sweating. Like, you know, when you're like, oh no, I wake up the person beside me. I'm like, you need to call help. Something's like terribly wrong. Like the feeling of like, I, the feeling of when you're like about to like projectile vomit or like Mm. poop your pants, you know, when it's like so urgent, like you're like, I'm about to like exit my body. Like that's how it felt. And I had an acquaintance that was traveling on the plane with me because we were going to the same event, but she did not know me like super well. She literally was like, you turned gray, like you turned gray. I just, I remember I went unconscious, but it was kind of, like I said, it was like kind of a medical mystery because like, I don't really know exactly what happened, but I do know that the flight staff, they were, they thought they were gonna have to land the plane. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I was so embarrassed. They thought they were gonna have to land the plane, but I, cause you know, this, this whole mind life altering situation had probably happened in 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like time does not exist in the same way. Like I, I could see my whole lifetime of events and five seconds spirit realm time, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I could have been up there for a year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But so it was very quick. Anyways, I, I did receive medical assistance. I came to, I told my family, I'm like, listen, something really crazy happened to me, blah, blah, blah. I need to get off this medication. I went to the doctor, got all the heart scans. The doctor was like, it looks like you've had, you know, this, this all feels like a mild heart attack, but they're also kind of like me. I wouldn't really, you don't really know. Like, 
with that stuff, it's just hard unless you're at the, I was on an airplane <laughs> yep. place where there's like the least amount of, um, so, but I did all the tests, got all the, the medical treatment, whatever. And the craziest thing is that the doctor was like, you could probably still keep taking your Adderall if you wanted to. I'm like, no. <laughs> sir. So, um, I just intuitively knew what to do going forward. I got off of all the medications and completely my, my health journey was the number one priority. Like exploring my health. What have I been taking? I went on like a holistic journey. And then, you know, met Helen was introduced to the plant-based and blender bombs and nutrient dense foods. I mean, I, I didn't have any eating patterns. Cause I was like, work, 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 take by Vance, drink iced coffee. Do, do, do like, you know, so first it was like a health journey. And then, you know, I was into the spiritual stuff. I was still styling and I had a friend, she's like, yeah, I have this um, energy reader who works with all of the top celebrities in Nashville, by the way, if you guys think that all of these celebrities are not in on this game, you are silly Billy out of here. <laughs> Cause they are. And, and it was a, um, a celebrity that I really looked up to. I was like, wow, she's going to see this guy. I want to go see this guy. What is he going to say? And I sat down in front of him. He was like, well, you're so fascinated because you're supposed to be doing what I'm doing. And I was like, what? Still, I knew like I'd had all these experiences, but I was like, doing like right now, like when, like at what point in your life are you like, I'm going to start doing readings. You know, it just feels like such a, like, it still kind of came in, in phases, but it wasn't until I discovered the Akashic records that I, and I, I would tell friends kind of one by one, but I always tell people that I transitioned kind of slowly into this person I am over four years because one, I wanted to just explore it Two, You didn't want, there's nothing worse than when you have this great experience and then people kind of taint it, you know, or they're like, Ooh, that didn't really happen or could whatever, whatever their lack of belief system is. So it's like, you don't really want to tell that to the the people that aren't in your corner or don't share the same beliefs or whatever. We're going to poo poo it. Cause I'm like, this is my magical experience. Leave me alone. <laughs> Even though it was terrifying, but it was great. <laughs> um, and then once I had this sitting with him, he kind of mentored me and then connected me with someone. And it was just kind of like a universal, like, yeah. And then I, I started working for myself and then started doing readings privately when I moved into my house, the start of 2020. And Helen was the first person I ever did a live reading for actually Blender Bombs. Hey, I love that. Yeah. So, so you, so I love this all so much, right? And like, I think it's a really important key just to point out, like, even if something as, you know, a near death, near death experience is so abrupt that it's like, you just like some people know, like, their life just changes, but like in the human realm, right. Is like, it's slow. That's part of the reason why you didn't want to come back. Right. It's heavy. It's dense mm -hmm. matter, you know, like the physicalness of it. And so like, it's going to take time. Like we do live, even though time is an illusion, we do have physical time bearing bodies. And so like, I just think that's a really important note to be like, yo, even though I had this crazy, awesome awakening experience, it still took me four years to like really ground into it and it was like a process so you started in 2020 and doing readings private privately and mm -hmm. then when did you and this is i love we're now getting to what i wanted to ask you about from the beginning because mm -hmm. from what i understand is that there was a part of you that was and you can speak to it of like hiding or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. I can tell by that smile. So will you just talk about like 
from that private point of, okay, I've accepted it for myself now. Right. And then going public so other people could accept it. Yes. So, yeah. So in 2020, actually in 2019, I went full-time individual content creator on Instagram. So I was working for brands. So I had a decent size following, like, I don't know, probably like 40,000 at the time. And then in 2020 was the year everyone obviously was just locked in. I grew like 40,000 followers in that time because I was just pumping out content. And I love fashion because to me, fashion was always, it was always spiritual to me. It was very much so allowing people to shine and feel confident and feel good. And I was reading their energy. I just didn't really maybe even know I was doing it all along, but I do believe art in whichever capacity you choose to express it is a spiritual practice, you know? So I think it was always there and me. And I think people that followed me felt that I was like kind of a free spirit, kind of a wild bird, but but I lived in Tennessee, you know, I grew up in a strict religious background. I had a big following. This following was getting bigger and bigger and people were following me. And a lot of times people are like, I wouldn't even wear the stuff that you're wearing because it's too like crazy for me, but I just like love your energy or just feel really drawn to your page, but you know, whatever. So it was like, there was underlying notes of, you know, what was, what was really going on here, but I was so afraid that I had built this huge following and I never wanted to be controversial or I never liked to talk about religion or politics in any way, shape or form. Cause I'm like, I'm a fashion blogger. I'm a stylist. Like I'm not trained to speak to these heavy, hard topics that are going on right now. You know, like, so I was afraid that if I'm like, Oh, by the way, I'm, you know, an Akashic record reader and, and, you know, I'm a medium. I am a lot of any energy form, you name it, at some point I have seen it or communicated with it. And that scares people on some level if they don't know, or it goes against their religious belief or, you know, whatever, whatever. And I just never wanted to ruffle anyone's feathers or I was afraid people would be like, okay, Anna Grace has lost her damn marbles, you know, yeah. but here's the thing. I'm like, maybe I have, I don't know. But you know what I do know is that I did one reading and did one for Helen. I did one for I don't even know someone like a week later, I was not even like, I, I read half a book. Like I barely just, I don't know. I, I, I read half a book, did a few readings and then went in and did like an actual training program on like how to, cause then I was like, okay, I'm going to like actually like do the deep dive and like did the, the training. But even before then, like I felt so called and so confident to do readings. I think there's still that piece that we all think we need to be certified, you know, yep. or we, we need the certification, which I don't know, but I, I will say I enjoyed my year, but it, it gave me something to do in quarantine. I was like in this schooling program for at least 18 months. But the whole time I was already doing readings. I mean, they really didn't tell me anything I didn't already know because it came so naturally to me. It was so, I mean, it was just, yeah, it was the most natural thing. I'm like, I feel like I've done this in every lifetime before and now, and it just makes sense. And once I did one reading, I mean, it was like, I had 50 people on my wait list within two weeks. Like, Wait, this is all privately too? Privately. I did not wow. tell, I did not tell anyone on social media until I moved to Florida. Wow. I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. And since I was working in reality TV and styling, I already had this kind of high-end clientele who also kind of liked that I was private and exclusive and, you know, all the things. 
Um, so like some of my biggest styling clients who probably I had been doing energy work with the whole time or, you know, whatever, just like reading their energy intuitively. Then I started adding in the Akashic records and people were just like shook to their core. I was shook. No one was more surprised than me. (laughs) We were all shook. People would, people would cry. I mean, they couldn't even believe the stuff I was telling them. I'm like, I don't even, I don't know. I'm just telling you like what it just, it was just so natural. So it was undeniable. And the demand was just getting so big. It was like, I started for this group of YouTubers and they had some other YouTube people and they were like, you got to bring this girl in. So I kind of started doing these like business brand intensive with Akashic records for content creators. So I did that all through, I, I had some people flying from LA. Like I did that all through the pandemic. Didn't tell anyone on my social media because I, I didn't even, at that point I was in so deep. I didn't even know where to begin on introducing this to people. Were you, you know? still doing the brand stuff or did you slow yeah. that down because now you're making money, other stuff? I, I just, I just still did the brand stuff because I was living alone. I was single at the time. It was quarantine. Like I didn't, you know, I would do readings, but, um, I still, I still did a majority brand work just because, you know, I felt like I had to keep up this appearance of fashion and, you know, it was always fashion and like good energy, but I was so terrified to tell people that I was running this full blown, <laughs> like, I feel like I was yeah. running a speakeasy. <laughs> like people were like, oh yeah. I mean, it was word of mouth only. Like people would text me. It was, and even my partner who I'm, I've been with now for, um, let's see, c- approaching two years. I didn't tell him until we were like six months into dating. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like. He's like a good old country boy. And I knew he was, I mean, I knew he was going to be supportive and it was going to be fine, but it's just so hard. It, it actually, it really wasn't. I'm going to say that. I thought it was going to be so hard to tell people like, mm. but I just kind of told him and they were kind of all like, okay. And even on social media, my coming out of like really telling people, and now I talk about it every day is on stories. And if people aren't here for it, I'm like, I don't care. Exit my page. I really, you're, this is, this is like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I quite literally have been sucked out of my body and told <laughs> in the heavens above. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I know I'm helping people. Like I feel so fulfilled doing this work. I feel so like connected to everyone that I see. And and for those of you guys who don't know Akashi Records, it's basically connecting people with soul's purpose, higher self, just really activating their intuition and guidance. It's like super nourishing and encouraging it's not like i'm gonna read your palm and tell you like what's gonna happen or like is my boyfriend cheating on me like that's not the type of vibe we're doing like a yes no like it's not that type of reading (laughs) it's very like deep and a lot of shadow work comes up too like limiting beliefs and stuff that we're talking about here so yes i was hiding for a long time i was running a full-blown operation (laughs) underground and then i that's the summary (laughs) yeah i love the full story too so it's like and this is cool. So something stood out to me, and I feel like a lot of people resonate with this, even if it's a completely different <clears throat> um, context or story for them, right? Is a lot of people know they have gifts, you know? And this is, I actually had a, my first, before we started our conversation, I spent an hour and a half talking to my first group of people I'm taking through um, a coaching certification. And also the first half of it is essentially learning why you're hiding essentially. And because so many people can relate to, it's like, okay, 
I know I have this gift, even if I don't have a full bro full blown underground business happening. <laughs> right. It's like, I still know that there's this thing and I'm hiding it. I'm lying about it. I'm pretending I'm dressing it up in a certain way. I'm not being fully authentically and on authentic or honest about it. So I imagine like, like we've already talked about as a process, but was there a moment that you're just like, okay, I'm done. And then I know you launched the podcast and everything like that. But what was like that breaking point for you that you're just like, okay, I know I'm hiding. And like this, because the Kashuk Records obviously is right, has to do with your sole purpose, like what you're here to do. So was it a point that you realized like, oh, I'm literally doing a disservice? Like this should be known and this should be like expressed. And okay, I know I'm kind of asking all the questions, but we're, okay. we're going yeah. where we need to go. And mm -hmm. the thing that stood out to me of what you said was um, appearance. And so mm -hmm. I'm curious how that ties in because that's obviously a fashion thing, right? Mm -hmm. So like, even though it's energetic, it's like very much how you look like, yes, there's feeling into it. There's uh, all the things, but something about the appearance too. So I'd love to hear your thought about that breaking point and then how maybe how people looked at you or viewed mm -hmm. you or how appearance plays into it. Yes. So the breaking point. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so oh, baby. here we go. So let's see, it's February right now. And I moved to Florida abruptly for my partner's career situation in July of or August of 2022. So this was probably, you know, what, seven months ago in math. I'm not sure. It <laughs> hasn't been quite a year, but yeah. So before up and before then, I was doing a Patreon, which was like a paid subscription platform. People could come and I was kind of disguising myself as a meditation teacher, but I was mm -hmm. doing a lot of energy work, but saying like, oh, these are guided meditations. And I was producing the show this patreon for paid subscribers so for people that like really wanted to be there but i realized even then that you're still hiding you're only yeah. showing this to people who cannot see you from the outside world they have to pay to get past this barrier to see you so i was doing that for like six months prior to this big move in july of 2020 so like the Early 2022, after I've, you know, gone through all the training, done all the stuff, I'm, I'm a Kaushik Records, you know, woo, 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 wearing, doing all the things. I've been in the angel realms. I've come back. I'm like, this is great. I'm so passionate. I, I love it. I love the readings. Like, everyone's always like, you've changed my life. I'm like, I feel so in my purpose, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to launch my Patreon and kind of baby step. Totally backfired because one, I wasn't lit up by it Two, because no, one, I was hiding still, you know, I didn't know that. But at the time I'm like, oh, this is how I'm going to kind of squeak into because I just couldn't quite figure out how to just transition. Like you just open the door one day and you're like, surprise, because Akashic Records is not even really a common term, you know? So I'm like, so I, I often tell people angel readings, you know, that's yeah. a good angel readings or, you know, soul's purpose, God's plan, whatever, higher self. It's all tied into one. So when we moved to Florida in July, we had gone through every massive life transformation super quickly, quickly. I felt like I had quantum jumped and the universe was just like, like just smacking everything out of our way that was like, 
because I needed, you know, it's crazy how much I needed to get to Florida, but I had no idea. I was, I was wanting to move, but had no idea where, where, how it was going to look, whatever. So I got here and, you know, I think I was like, maybe like just a smidge depressed because my whole identity was Nashville, Tennessee. I lived there my whole life. Like my name's Anna Grace. I got a double name. Like I was a good old Southern gal, but I didn't really identify. And and the, the drinking, the party and the bachelorette. And I did a lot of bachelorette fashion for brands. I'm sober. I don't even drink. <laughs> so like it really wasn't making sense, but I was really holding on to that, you know, identity. And two, I was making a lot of money there. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was making multiple six figures doing that and it, it was fun but it didn't make sense anymore. And I was afraid though, that if I came out, I was going to lose, you know, whatever. That's kind of the appearance piece, but I'll get to the- Can we talk about that though? Cause like not lose whatever, like what were you actually afraid of losing? I guess the, like, I don't even really like the word notoriety or like this, this audience or the way my audience viewed me. I was afraid that if I was- sharing this real side of me in some way I would lose credibility. You know, if they're like, oh, we don't believe in that stuff or, oh, I'm not into that stuff or what. And there's, there's also part of me. And when I told Austin, I'm like, this is my baby. Like I'm protective of it. And if you're like not into it, fuck off. (laughs) You know, like I was also kind of like, not, I think that was another piece is like, I wasn't really, because at this point I had a hundred thousand followers I wasn't interested if you don't agree or you don't believe or you don't blah, 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 you don't approve. Like I I didn't even really want to hear it. So there was also that aspect of not wanting to share it. And like, I don't want to hear whatever it is you're going to tell me, you know, just like, (laughs) I don't want to hear it because I was so in my zone. I'm just like, I don't want to even like open that can of worms and, you know, everybody project all their religious trauma onto me. Right. Yeah. But when we moved to Florida, you know, I have this identity crisis, identity death, really. And I. That's just really important. I want that. That's really what that is, right? Like an identity crisis is actually just a death. identity death. I had a massive identity death. And Austin and I both decided we were going to quit. I wasn't really drinking before, but I would like for events, they would pay me and, you know, I'll go and kind of pretend or have like a drink here or there but I was progressively over the years slowing down slowing down slowing down to the point where I was hardly drinking but we'd still had like some alcohol sponsors or some things like I said keep up those appearances Mm -hmm. and you know I wanted to fit in and be normal and be social and whatever and it it, it's that was harder when I was dating you know because you're like feel more pressure to drink whatever anyways Austin and I both decided to completely quit drinking all all angles of our life changed pretty much within 72 hours was how quickly we had decided that we needed to get to the, to this house in Florida. Anyways. So I woke up one day and I couldn't make content anymore. Like I hit a block. Like I couldn't put on an outfit. It felt stupid and I, and fake and I didn't want to get dressed. Like I was just like, no, this is, there's so much more to life than fashion. You know, I love fashion, but I wanted so much more. I wanted such a deeper connection with people than the connection that I had built over the last years. And that was the, that was the breaking point was I, I really couldn't pretend any longer. I had lost, I had lost my, my spark for creating content. I love creating content. I am chatty. Obviously everyone listening is like, we know (laughs) we're here. (laughs) 
I've always been super lit up with social media. It's always been a lot of fun for me. And I completely like had to come undone. And it took me two months to, I had to really sit in that come undone and also move and, you know, do all the other things at life. I wasn't really doing readings. I was kind of just sitting and thinking like, what am I doing here? (laughs) And I decided, and also I was lonely. You know, there was a lot of things. All my, my, my whole family's in Tennessee, all my friends, everyone was there. My support system was there. And all of a sudden I'm in Florida and I'm like, it doesn't even make sense for me to be wearing all the outfits that I was wearing. Like I live at the beach. It's a million degrees right now. You know, it just, none of it made sense. It just didn't make sense. And so I, uh, I was like, I'm going to launch this podcast. And I had, I had told the kind of near death experience story once before, like on YouTube or tried to in other platforms and never really like, I don't know. I think I was still kind of sugarcoating it or downplaying it. Yeah. Like I was afraid of, you know, going all in on the story. And the first episode of my podcast, I went all in and I woke up the next day and the podcast was number one in spirituality. It was maybe not the next day, maybe two days. I mean, whatever, however podcast time percolates quick within that same week. And it was number six overall in Apple podcast. And that was just to me, it was like immediate confirmation that I was like, okay. And I posted one video on TikTok about the Akashic records and it went viral. I mean, I've been posting on TikTok for like ever. It went so, so viral. And that was like the first thing that I even shared. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I know that, that I'm supposed to be here, but it, it just really got to a point where I couldn't post anything else about fashion. I was just so like burnt out. And now I've kind of come back and I can do fashion and the energy thing. And cause it's all parts of me. Like, I don't ever want to just be one thing. I think we can be a lot of things, whatever we're lit up by, but I was so not lit up by that to the point where I knew I had to share it. Dang. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is, yeah, there's so many good things. Like I love just listening and then like, <laughs> there's a lot of parts. I'm throwing a lot at you. <laughs> I know. I love it. And then I love deciphering this or like distilling. That's part of my, one of my favorite things. So, and just to point out for people, because it's like you, like I've learned this probably like, I guess I want to say the hard way, like in my work, because I deal with fear, right? I see a lot of people who aren't changing um, because they're afraid. And so I've definitely been like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know what to do. Why aren't you doing it? Like, you know, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you spent these, was it two years in total? Yeah. Two years of doing readings and not telling anyone. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Right. Like to me, that's a long time, but then you come up, to this point of being like you couldn't even do it anymore and i imagine we might talk about this tomorrow but and like i've probably talked about this a little bit on my own podcast but like in my own like finance job that was like the same thing that happened to me of like it literally was like i was repulsed Mm -hmm. like i could not do it like i literally tried my hardest like (laughs) it was so weird though like i I was, I was normally the person who was there working long hours, but I was showing up late, taking long lunches and leaving early. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I just got a promotion. I just doubled my salary, all the things, but I literally couldn't do it. And so that's how I usually know that people are like, if there's something you can't do, you're trying to force yourself to do it. It's probably a good sign. Like, and you mentioned not lit up by that's another great sign. And Another thing I heavily relate to is when you said you went all in and mm-hmm. then the universe rewards you for that of a right of like overnight, the podcast, this 
TikTok viral. And of course, that doesn't happen for everyone in the same way, but there will be some type of um, nudge. Mm -hmm. And like, like, again, on your podcast, we might talk about this more tomorrow, but like I had, I have put it together that like in all the moments of my life I've been all in, that's when things happen the way I want to mm -hmm. and feel aligned of like, like even 99% committed is still night and day compared to 100% committed because of what you were saying of, well, I have this Patreon, you know, I'm doing this secretly, privately of like, yes, that's all the process of like preparing you to take that leap, right? Because mm -hmm. it could be more traumatizing just to have a near-death experience. Hey, everybody, like, here's the new me. And it's like, if that's what happens and that's what's supposed to happen, right? That's part of your dharma and path. But I imagine most of us are going to ease into it and have less... Mm -hmm. um abrupt like shifts like that and so i just wanted to point out of like just because i've seen that in my own life and everyone else's life like that's when like the click happens like that's like when you finally decide like enough is enough i'm all in like i don't have this foot here and i'm like one foot in one foot out type of thing that's when it's like boom here you go because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And then that's like when you see the alignment and you feel in alignment, it's not just outside success and results that feel good. It's both, right? It's like, oh, that hits. And also the inner world feels good and hits too. So again, I just wanted to point out like seeing that from in your story and your journey. Again, it's just reminding me of that's how we know like we're like in alignment with our true purpose and light and love and all the things. Oh, 100%. And, and, and that's a good, another thing too. Like I knew this move to Florida was a 100% yes. It's like, sometimes we know what's the 100% yes, yep. but it, it, it still could be sticky or confusing or complicated, but it's like, I was unwavering and knowing I'm like, this is the right move. I know it's the right move. Like I know it's the right thing to do. It's just, you just gotta, once you know, it's like a hell yes, you just gotta, you gotta commit. You gotta commit to that. You gotta die for that. Yes. <laughs> but you're still scared or nervous, right? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. And I think that's <laughs> the same thing of like, even what you said about like when people look at celebrities, like, and I imagine you've seen the same thing of like, I used to interview people and like coach people and like talk to people and like look for people to have the answer of like, but what I've noticed is like everyone's afraid. Like literally every single person. But we just don't get to see it, right? Like the same thing of you doing sessions with celebrities. Like we don't get to see that because actually people are afraid of a, we need to appear a certain way. Mm -hmm. So and I love the theme of appearance and like keeping up the appearance. When you finally turned on that switch of the KMLN podcast, um, viral TikTok. I know you found like so lit up and so in your power and so in your purpose. Um, and also, was there any? Because typically, when that stuff happens, that's when our nervous system, even with this amazing like euphoric feeling, after a while, it's like, okay, do you want to go back to what's familiar? Mm. And start hiding again. Start pretending again. Did you have any of those moments? Oh yes. Yeah. So. The podcast, I will say, has always felt like a really safe space for me because 
it's an area where I was able to tell my full truth. That first episode was no detail spared. I just laid it all out there. So for the people that heard that episode, I feel like they're in on this journey with me. The podcast feels really safe. And I feel, I do feel everyone there is very new to spiritual information. So I don't want to come at them too hard and too fast. So I am, you know, using a little bit of discernment. I'm like, okay, because some of them are like, I've never even manifested anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. So, you know, we went back to manifestation 101, you know, and 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 really just guiding them. But that's that was a part of me attracting a large audience. In my Akashic record, it reads, because I'm supposed to guide them to this bigger purpose, right? So I actually needed to attract people who didn't have any spiritual knowledge because they liked me and they were drawn to me. And that was part of my purpose was to, hey, why don't you guys check this out? Hey, have you read this book? Hey, you know, all of a sudden I like, I come out, it's like one of my, one of my uh, good guy friends, who's a hypnotherapist. He's like, it's like you were a little Trojan horse and you popped out and you're like, surprise, this is what we're really here to do. You know, like, I'm like, actually we're all on a spiritual journey now. And they're all like, what? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, so we're just going to check it out. So um, the podcast has felt really safe. Now posting on TikTok and having some of those videos go viral definitely was a bit jarring for me because Absolutely. it is. <laughs> wow. I mean, really people just have like so much to say about spirituality. And, and it was honestly the like other spiritual people that were like attacking me. That was like the most rattling because I'm like, y'all, we're supposed to be on the same team here. Like what, 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 but um, so TikTok has been an area where I've kind of, I'll have videos that will go viral and then I'll kind of have to like retreat for a minute and go, okay, like, hmm, like, is this really the space that I feel like <laughs> most aligned? Because at the end of the day, like I'm not right now really advertising to do readings with people because the podcast and just through word of mouth, I've been so fortunate that I've been very busy there. So, you know, showing up on TikTok, I really just love to teach what I learned from the Akash Records because it's, it's super interesting, but getting attacked there has been, because to me, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't understand the, the like pitchfork mentality over there, you know? <laughs> it's definitely so, a vibe. Like, honestly, it's pretty hostile. It's hostile. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that was like, you know, there's so many different directions that they take it that, that I think now I'm getting more familiar. I'm like, oh, I disregard that. But it was like when you're thrown into this audience of millions of people who've never seen you before in their whole life who are just going to say whatever or projectile vomit their like spiritual trauma also or whatever bad experience they've had onto your video. But, you know, there was people that were like saying stuff like, <laughs> I'm trying to even, I want to give you an example of like, one one thing I did was like talking about the third eye and people were literally like that's how people end up in the insane asylum and that's how people go crazy and you know whatever like this is harmful information it was the like this is dangerous information for me that I was like I mean is this actually dangerous for people like I was like oh my gosh because the last thing I would ever want to do is like <laughs> put someone in danger but see I've I would never 
one, put someone in danger to have an experience like that. My experience, the Akashic records are so safe. That's why I love the energy that I work with. It's the safest it ever. It's really safe. Yeah. It's so safe. Like <laughs> I am so safe. But, so then when I go on TikTok and people are like, you're, you can traumatize people with this information. Yeah. Then I get really upset because I'm like, oh God, I would never want to like hurt someone or trigger them into, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you get the toxic positivity and the spiritual psychosis and people projecting all these concepts onto me that I had never even heard of. I mean, I had literally never even heard of. So I'm just like, um, okay, well, I don't, I, I, it was just rattling. It was rattling. Yeah. Rattling is a good word. And I've definitely felt that and dealt with that too, of like, it's, and I think it's important to note of, cause I've definitely worked with some people that have a resistance to it and there's different reasons for the resistances. We don't have to get into it, but it's like both can be true. Meaning it might be a line for you and it might not be right. It's like, you don't have to do TikTok or Instagram even, or have a podcast or whatever. But if you're feeling called to it and you're not doing it right, like mm -hmm. you can know your intuition mm -hmm. will tell you of like, what resistance is it? Is it like, that's a like rejection redirection type of thing. That's definitely happened plenty in my life of like, sure, Ben, you can try and do that, but that's not going to work for you because that's not what I'm supposed to be doing or I'm resisting the thing I'm really supposed to be doing. Mm. And then once I finally do it, boom, you know, things just magically align. So I just want to point out the difference of like, it could be either or based on like who you are and what your journey is. So man, there, there's so much goodness here. So it's like, it makes sense, right? That we feel this way because when stuff happens, our brain doesn't realize that it's on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like our nervous system can't, like we can give it context, right? But when it, why it's so rattling is because when you, and I felt this for myself, like I've literally had people comment on my stuff, like you fucking idiot, eat a dick you know, like right. stuff like that. And like, I don't realize that that is an invisible person. My brain registers that as an actual threat. It's like, yo, someone is coming to attack you. So it feels life threatening. And that's when fear pops up to protect us. Mm -hmm. And so it only makes sense that we resist it and don't want to feel that and see that. So it's like, what were you beyond just like the jarring stuff of that like has there actually been anything that's even though you've gone all in has there been anything that's made you question going all in or has that stuff just kind of been like okay that's small like yeah it's annoying it sucks but i i have a bigger reasoning and i can stick to that why yeah well i think i'm so all in on the podcast because I I believe my gift is like storytelling and connecting with people on a like a longer format type of content that's why with TikTok when you only have 10 seconds to say something kind of clickbaity yeah. or trendy or whatever and people are like you're stupid blah, blah, blah. and you know when you're <laughs> positioning yourself as literally AG University and educator then when other spiritual people are on there trying to discredit you that feels very threatening right to what I'm trying to build. I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. You guys, 
you're only hearing 10 seconds of this huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. How dare you give a 10 second on a lifetime of information? You missed out on this whole thing that would take years to explain. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that's, that's where the, you know, I guess question or not even, I don't even know if I want to say resistance, but I guess resistance to showing up on TikTok is that I feel so strong in my knowing when I have a little bit more room to talk and explain things and really tell a story and teach people versus having to say something, you know, trendy or whatever. And then people like, also there's like a big, big thing for people like hating on new age spirituality, which I don't even, I also don't even really get that trend either. I'm like, I know there's like the lucky girl syndrome and some things that are trendy, but you know, whatever, whatever makes people feel good, let them do it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I say. Let them be. Um, so um, to answer your question, I am a hundred percent all in. And I think that the, what I've learned is that I don't actually have to be a hundred percent spirituality all the time. I think I like went ah, bah, I'm out of the spirituality closet. This is what we're doing. And like all I posted was spiritual content. Mm. And then I kind of like went within and like did a little intuitive read and was just like, so like you can still just be Anna Grace Newell. Mm. You can just whatever she likes because I'm rooted in that, you know, spiritual, healthy, holistic. It, you can be all of those things on TikTok or somewhere else. It doesn't have to. I was kind of putting myself in this box of like I only need to talk about spirituality now that I have like kind of rebranded but I've really decided no the brand is AG you know that's the brand so if I'm into gua sha this week we're gonna gua sha if I'm into this this week we're gonna you know like I have not put myself in a container and that's allowed me I think to propel much further and also keep it from getting stale or or just getting so specific to one person. I know everyone says it's really good to build a niche, but I'm like, I feel like I just, I, I don't know how to even really put myself into one niche. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's like, I think what you're even saying, it's really important for people to know of like, even after you've done this thing, like you finally came out of the spiritual closet, you've had all the success and it's like, you're still refining it. Oh yeah. And I feel like that's a big myth. And I, I've felt this before too. It's like, okay, I'm finally going to do this thing and it's going to be it. It's like, no, man. It's like, it's constant refining and remembering. Constant. I don't, I don't know if it ever stops. I don't think it does. It doesn't. I think you're always going to be entering in a new, but then also I always tell people like, how boring would our life be if we just were like, okay, this is the thing. And I'm a spiritual person and this is what I do now. Like, no, there, there's so much opportunity and so many things that I think we're all here to do that we just get so caught up in like, it needs to be this, this thing and fit in this box and look this way and be this. And I have to have success here. When in reality, there are so many other outlets available to us and people and audiences. And I think it's just, we get so tied to one outcome and I do too. I'm not like really trying to point fingers at anyone. And like me, I'm just speaking from experience. Um, so I think when I came out, I was like, oh, this is this is the content that I'm talking about. I felt like I needed to commit. You know, I needed to die on that hill. It's like, no, you also, you still like fashion and makeup. Like you still do those things every day. But now I'm like, okay, well, what if I like get dressed and like add some affirmations to it? Or like, what if I, you know, kind of make my own unique 
combination of blending all of these things together as the person that I was before and the reason people were following me, but I can just add a little spiritual flair to it. And I add some, you know, channel prayers, some Akashic records, spells, magic, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> sprinkle it in. <laughs> I love that. So it's like, so I guess the main question this is going to be a whopping question in a way, possibly jarring. You tell me. Tell me. <laughs> tell me. Right. Ask me. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask you. I won't tell you. Um, what are you still hiding from? I think actually, no, I'm not gonna say I think mm. I'm hiding from the it's like the word controversial. You know, the more I the bigger I get and always in the Akashic Records, it's like, you are here to be seen. You ooh. are designed to be seen. Yeah. See, ooh, that's so true. Yes, keep going. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, you're here to be seen. Like, if I get something from the Akashic Records and I post it and it goes viral, they're like, it's meant to be, you know, like, that's what you're here to be seen. That's but why they're... people connect with you so much. Sorry to interrupt because like, no, please. you're a representation of them feeling seen. Sorry, my alarm's going off. That's oh, all good, right? It's like, I feel like you're here to be seen and like that's why people resonate with you because it's like they feel seen at the same time. Yes. Yes. I love that. And people really do write in. They're like, I feel so seen and heard on this podcast. And I'm like, that is literally all I want you to feel. <laughs> like, thank you. Um, but there are going to be people that the I feel like the more community that you build and, and a real deep connection that you build with people there you are going to become more controversial the more engaged your audience is the more there's that controversy and i'll see videos on tiktok i saw one pop up the other day and this guy is like he what did he say he's like it's so he's like i think it's suspect as fuck if everyone likes you like i don't want you to be my friend that means you're not being authentic like if you're authentic people are gonna hate you at some point and i and definitely, I believe I'm very authentic, but I was li literally laying in bed with Austin last night telling him, I'm like, I struggle knowing that people could be out there that hate me, you know, because I don't, I don't, right. You know, I've had this whole transcendence, see the grid. Like, I don't hate people. Like, how could they hate me? What did I do to deserve them to hate me? Mm. You know, obviously it's a trigger or something is being shot, sh sh shown. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm shining something back to them you know who really understands but I I know there's a lot of big media opportunities coming up for me and I've been kind of nervous because I'm like mm. I don't want to be on this stage in front of millions and millions of people and they you know sure there will be people that love me but it's also a hard pill to swallow that there's also gonna be people that hate you for no reason reason there's or who knows what the reason is you may say everything perfectly right and doesn't matter. So it's like that yeah. for me has been, that's where I'm still hiding. That's where I still feel a little scared, to be honest. Well, <laughs> take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, I appreciate you for just being so open and man, like it's just, isn't it cool? I'm, don't worry. I'm going to ask you some more deep questions, but like just the fact of, how perfect the universe is of like what you are afraid of is literally what you were designed for and for you to learn the lesson that you came here to learn you have to go through it 
And yes. then at that point, you feel good. And also then you're of higher service for everybody else. Yes, 100%. And I do feel of in service to other people. And that is what just freaking gets me out of bed and I'm skipping around in the morning. You know, that feels so good. Like, and, and that's why too, the negative comments that hurt me the most are the ones that are saying, oh, this is toxic positivity. This hurts people. I'm like, I would never want to hurt someone. You know, I, all I want to do is help people. That like it's, sense. it's that connection of what I feel I'm here to do. And when people like say I'm doing the direct opposite, I'm like, what? No, <laughs> no, you didn't understand what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it challenges their belief system, which is their safety zone. And so they, exactly. they don't want to hear it. So, so what is, so like, obviously you've already leveled up in a lot of different ways, right? And I can feel it. I know you can feel it. You've been told it. You see it like these big stages being seen and you can't control who says what or thinks what all the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and you've already mentioned like that trigger of like hurting people or people hating you. So like, what do you feel inside usually when people like, if someone were to hate you or does hate you, like, what do you actually feel? The feeling of rejection. Say more. I think, I'm going to say, I think it feels like someone rejecting my gifts, you know, saying like, oh, that's stupid or I don't believe that or whatever. And and to me, that's like one of my greatest gifts or pride or something that I love. It's like saying your kid's ugly. I hate you. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? <laughs> oh no. But that's actually a great example, right? Of like, that's actually how it feels like it's um, so it feels like it's rejecting like who you are mm-hmm. on the deepest level. Yes. Right. So it only makes sense to hide that. So that doesn't get rejected. Right. So if that does get rejected, right. Of someone said like denying your gift for whatever reason and your brightest light, like if someone d- denies that and you feel rejected, like what is the actual feeling like in your body? The first word that came to my brain was anger mm. or frustration. Yeah, those two words came first. And why aren't you supposed to feel those? Hmm. I'm just going off of my intuitive voice. It's almost like I was taught not to express anger and or frustration. Yeah. So when you feel that, right, and you're not supposed to feel that or say that or express it, what else happens in your body or what are the stories that are playing? It's almost like I have the spiritual knowledge or awareness 
And I don't want to be reactive to, you know, I don't want someone to take that power from me or have a reaction or allow them to anger me. Does Mm. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So if you're giving someone else that power, what does that mean about you? That I'm not staying in my power. (laughs) Yeah. Which means what? What's the next step after that? Well, actually, let's say if you're not in your power, what does that mean? You are what if you're not in your power? I'm not, hmm, I guess, not serving my purpose. I'm not in my purpose. And if you're not in your purpose, what does that really mean? That I'm denying myself, my own truth. Beautiful. We're going to keep going down. Okay. And then what does that really mean about you? Like if you're denying your existence for a living and being here, like literally the your whole purpose of right of telling people why they're here, mm-hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> that I don't fully accept that part of myself on some level that I haven't fully integrated or fully accepted. That's who I am now. You know, we talked about that identity death. Because why? Why do you not accept it? Like, what do you still believe about yourself that you're not fully sharing it and showing it? I want to say I lived the first 25 years of my life believing all this stuff was fake. Mm. So there's that. Just a little bit of that haterade <laughs> that somebody unfortunately poisoned me with. Who knows where that, and I really don't know exactly where that came from. Um, and then when people, you know, attack me saying like, oh, you're hurting people or this is, there's this, that, blah, 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 whatever it is. I'm like, oh, have I not been doing this long enough? You know, like maybe do they know all this other stuff that I don't know about? Yeah. Like, oh, this technically I've only been doing this for a few years. You know, I'm not some old wise man on the mountain with a beard and a cane, you know, Mm -hmm. is there something I don't know? You know, like, oh, maybe that if you're missing something, if you're leading someone astray, if you're hurting someone, like, what does that mean about Anna Grace? Like you are what? I am what? I am two words. What came up was like invaluable or like worthless in this purpose. If I am hurting them, leading them astray. Worthless feels stronger to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Then how does it, just sitting with that, right? Letting it stew. How does it feel? (laughs) It feels sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels sad. My body's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels sad. It feels sad more than anger, for sure. And that's what that anger is actually protecting. It is sadness. And the worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anger is really just a bodyguard for fear. Yeah. And and 
I feel that's an emotion I struggle with the most, like releasing anger or frustration. Not that I, I would not consider myself an angry person, but if that emotion comes up, I'm like, why the fuck did they say that to me? Like, what did I do to them? Like, what? You don't even know me. You know, it's like it's that. That's how it sounds. It's like, well, what did I do to you? You what? La, 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 la. You know, and it's anger mm-hmm. versus crying or you know whatever yeah because anger right is we could do fight flight flee fawn it's the fight mm-hmm. right? we're all going to respond differently because it's literally when someone says something to you it hits that part of you feeling worthless in your purpose like literally the reason for your being here like that does feel sad like literally like i'm failing and i'm worthless at the sole reason i'm here mm-hmm. so of course you're going to get angry when someone doesn't understand that right rejects that yeah yeah wow that's so good I, I haven't really thought about it in those terms especially even just the recent tiktok hate <laughs> like like i, I want to be one of those people that's just like my, my best friend she's on reality tv and she'll post the wildest stuff and people just but she all she kind of likes the controversy i think and i'm like now how do I get there? Because <laughs> I don't well, know if I like it. <laughs> what could be a mix, right? I feel like so. What the what you the person said on TikTok? I feel like that's true. <clears throat> like, is there is polarity, right? To have magnetism, there has to be two opposite poles. Mm-hmm. And so, for people to love you, to have people say like, "Wow, I feel so seen and heard in this podcast," you're gonna have the complete opposite. Like that's just physics. Like you're gonna have that. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to have everyone to completely understand you, one, that's not possible. Two, it's going to be really bland as hell. Right. And no one's going to resonate with it anyway. And then you're going to be perpetuating this cycle of rejecting yourself anyway, because then you're staying bland and not really being your real self, which feels shitty. And then people don't respond in the way you want to respond. And then it still feels shitty. So like we got to pick our shit sandwich, you know? <laughs> exactly. And like, that's what I just want to point out to people is like, literally like no matter what you do, that there's going to be that thing you're afraid of, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's something really important you said during that, right. Of like, you're denying yourself. So what's more important or what's more painful you denying yourself or someone else denying you but it's really not you right it's a representation of what you represent to them to their trauma mm-hmm. but what's actually more painful not living my truth because then what does that prove worthless yep yep because not living what i'm here to do would be a waste of this freaking body yeah, <laughs> you know that waste actually that's what i felt too is like like a waste. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's, I love how just perfect the universe and literally your purpose, right? Of like your purpose is to guide people into their purpose. Mm -hmm. And so it's this, of course you're going to be tested about your own again and again. So you can continue to like sharpen your own sword. And I know you probably already know this, right? But like, if someone does hate you or misunderstand you, does that really mean like you are worthless? No. No. Right. 
of course, like talking about it now, we know that, but subconsciously when you're triggered, you don't know that because it's fight or flight right now, triggered emotions, fear. And so that's why we feel that and why I'm just hammering it. And so people know in their own life why you're not doing the thing is because subconsciously you have this belief that Anna Grace is beautifully like exposed to everybody, which I love the word exposed too, because it is almost like a fear of being seen and your gift mm -hmm. is also being seen of just like, well, of course it's not true, but that's why we have this resistance. Mm -hmm. Why you have the resistance to showing up bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger is because there's a corresponding, that desire has a corresponding fear of being worthless. Yeah. Wow. Which is so, such a good perspective. I love that. So you're always going to be like tug and warring, right? That's what self-sabotage is. Because it's like, I have this belief that feels safe if I'm worthless. That's my familiar. And also that's what I'm trying to not feel. But simultaneously, if I self-reject, then I also feel worthless. If I self-abandon, I still feel worthless and not love and invaluable and unlovable. So the best thing we can do, right, is literally just know regardless of the result is that we are worthless. So, <laughs> or not worthless. What am I talking about? Worthy. That's what I meant to say. Worthy. I knew we are worthless. Yeah, We're like, let's just go ahead and bite the bullet. <laughs> so one last question for you, like, and I know you already know this, but like your higher self, the thing that you know is true in the higher realms in your soul, what do you actually want to believe instead of you're worthless? What do you really know? Like I know in your soul, like what do you know is actually true? I know I'm here on purpose. Oof. I know that. I know I am always being guided. And... I know I'm always connected to this infinite energy of love. I know that. So, but yes, like as soon as you said that, I was like, I know I'm here on purpose. Like I know I'm living my purpose and like sharing my truth and authenticity is that purpose. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was my immediate gut reaction. <laughs> I love it. So what is, so what confirmations or what thoughts, what feelings do you have from just whether it's the worthlessness or that you you're here on purpose, what stuff are you thinking about? What's, what's popping up? Well, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm so intrigued. I'm gonna have to journal after this on how it's, it's, I can feel like, actually, like I felt you like you're already turning like, and I know that without a shadow of doubt in my mind now I think um yeah but I I'm definitely gonna to journal on the word like you know worthiness and worth in those areas because that's a weighted one I feel it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like but I'll... but it's it's so good I mean I I, I wanted you to ask me those questions just so I could give you my raw answer because I'm like I want to really just go off my gut reaction did it surprise you? Because, yeah, just so everyone knows, like, she, like, before we started recording, she's like, I'm ready just to, like, I don't want to know anything. Just ask, just ask me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, so what is your feeling, like, after, like, actually discovering the fear? What are your thoughts? Well, I am really, one, 
I'm intrigued how it's kind of tied into emotion, like how you said, like anger or how it makes me feel sad because lately I've been having a lot of things that are, I get really like angered by things. And I'm mm. like, this is so weird. You know, this is, I'm not like an angry person. I'm pretty even killed, but, but when it's attached to that situation, now I understand I'm like, Oh wow. Or, or even just why, I, why I hadn't even really been expressing it, you know? Like that was interesting when you asked me that. I'm like, oh, it's because I was taught not to. I'm like, oh, I didn't even really know I was going to say that. You know, like um, pretty much all of it was unexpected <laughs> in the best way possible. <laughs> but things that I did not realize were all so connected, which as we know, everything is connected on some emotion, mm -hmm. fear, but how anger and fear are, they're really the same, you know, it's just a different. Way how of. it's expressed right is one example i love is like and you mentioned i love how you brought in like your favorite child because that's actually how it is right is like if your kid runs out in the road and a car is coming you're angry you're like what the hell are you doing but really you're scared of your kid being hurt mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. the same thing right mm -hmm. it's like i put myself out there into danger and so i respond in a way if it's not received well Yes. Oh, yes. That's that's a beautiful example. No, like, yeah, 100%. Because you're, you're like, why am I even angry? It's like, oh, well, it's really just I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. And what's not wrong, right? Like all these things is like you're supposed to feel them. Mm -hmm. Like it's information, it's tools, it's like the tip of the iceberg so you can look deeper, right? But it's not like the point is not to feel angry or not to feel fear. It's like no, please feel them and feel them fully so you can understand these conversations and the deeper meaning of each of them. And that's that's where I feel like those shadowy motions are where we can really unlock big things that can be holding us back. It's like you got to really get you to go into those. You can't bypass certain areas. And that's been one for me is like really allowing myself to express emotions, but it does help knowing what they're connected to or knowing what the trigger is or understanding like, oh, okay, this is why this is coming up. So let's like sit with this. And like, I, I will often like try to communicate, you know, with the feeling as if it's another person or another version of self, you know, I'm mm. like, okay, angry Anna Grace, let's talk to her. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> let's have a seat. Let's have a cup of tea. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are we so angry? So what is that version? Like whatever version of you that you feel like is worthless, right? It's not the whole you, but a part of you feels like you are. Um, What does she need to know? Like, is it that she is on purpose, that she's here for a reason? What does she actually need to know? I would say... Cause when you came up, it's kind of almost attached to a little bit of that, like workaholic, that constant work energy. So it's like, I am enough right now in the sense that I don't have to be working myself, proving myself, trying to convince other Keep people. Up. Well, cause it's yeah. keeping up appearances. Keeping up appearances. Like I, I don't Credibility. need, right. I don't, I don't need whatever it is that people are saying, you know, that I need this credibility or whatever to live my truth. None of that stuff actually has anything to do with 
what I'm here to do. Those are just outside voices, outside noise. I love so it's just getting comfortable in, in, in kind of the phase of the movie too. It was just really being like human in the body present. And that's, full that's circle. a big a full circle. Yeah. Cause that's a big part of my nervous system journey that I've been on re- recently in the last three months was that there were so many things happening so fast that, and even like people commenting and just people mm-hmm. uh, like at me that, you know, I was telling my therapist, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm feeling like really dysregulated. That's really unusual for me. And she was like, I look at your life from the outsider. And I'm like, I don't even know how you're like, yeah. how you're dealing. Like, this is not a normal amount of just stimuli. Even like we're so overstimulated as a collective society. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyways, that that's where I've been. I'm like, we're doing cold plunges. We're grounding. We're just staying and our human in the body and, and allowing us to just be versus trying to convince other people that our work is worthy. Mm. Boom. So you said something in there, like you said, I am enough. And then you kept going, but mm-hmm. as, as simple and as often as we hear it every day, is that what you need to hear is that I am enough or period? No caveat or what? Yeah, I think, I think, I think part of the lesson for me is that I'm just here to be Anna Grace. I don't need to be all of these things that other people need me to be. Boom. Mm-hmm. Like that's who I'm here to be. So if it's just, I am enough, or it's literally like, just be, <laughs> just be, you don't have to prove, you don't have to spin your wheels or get upset. Even when I do you know, like kind of intuitive reads on social media and trolls and all this stuff. I'm like, what is this about? And they're and that in the angelic room, they're literally like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like it literally does not matter, like at all. Like in no way, shape, or form is this even like affect your life. Like it doesn't matter. And I'm like, ah <laughs> I'm like, well, that's easy for you guys to say. <laughs> like <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So to recap. I'm worthless and the prove and right. And the worth definitely ties into everything you just mentioned of the proving and the credibility and the appearances, all of that is tied up into that versus literally just like all I need to be is myself and I am enough. And just like literally just being like the I am frequency, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's really Mm -hmm. what that is. Mm -hmm. Just like, and that's what we're all trying to tap into. Mm -hmm. What is the difference of that feeling? literally like a physical contraction versus of feeling like light yep or just like almost like a like a sigh <laughs> truly like the body is like yeah that sounds nice <laughs> let's just be i love that and there we go there's alchemy so everyone thank you for t- <laughs> i love how i'm just so casual and there we go we <laughs> some pure alchemy thank you Anna Grace for your but like honestly like that really is so powerful what we just shared and what you just displayed for everybody and I just want to point it out I've already said it but it's I'm just a nerd for it of like you were literally on purpose in this conversation Mm. did you notice how like all you needed to be was yourself and like you alchemized yourself and you're also alchemizing everybody else who's listening to this wow thank you you were guiding me. You're a beautiful guide too. 
<laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm also on purpose. There we go. You are very on purpose. This conversation was on purpose. 100%. I was excited all day. I'm like, I'm ready for this. Hit me with, hit me with the good stuff. Hit me where it hurts. <laughs> and Because like, that's the contraction before the expansion you just talked about. Mm-hmm. 100%. Wow. Yeah. This has given me so much to think about. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to write you a letter tomorrow and be like, okay, so I. <laughs> yeah, write me a letter. Here's all the things, the light bulbs that I've had. Well, we still need, we need to do a, we were talked about maybe doing an IG live too. Yeah, I'm down. I'll, I'll do, um, but I can't wait to interview on my podcast tomorrow. I've talked your, your face off today, but tomorrow I'm going to, this, we're going to flip the script. Yeah. Like ask me all, like, I'm for it too. I'm, I'm open <laughs> for all the things. I'm, I'm very excited. So will you just plug your so people can go see you, so people can go celebrate you, so people can go love and possibly hate you. Where can they go find you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring it on, everybody. Yes. Thank you so much. I love that you said celebrate. That's a good, that's a good plug. Um, so I'm just at Anna Grace Newell on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and you know. I'm even on Pinterest. <laughs> She's wild. Also, um, my podcast is AG University Podcast. And it's all about reconnecting our intuition. And if you're into the reading realm, Akashic Records, I'm also designing a course teaching other people how to access their records. So all of that is in my newsletter, which is in, you can subscribe to my bio. It's free. Send out one a month and all the information's there. Yeah. Damn. Thank you. Thank you so much. I loved this. We we all loved it. We all love you. <laughs>